2: Alright, most dope. Everybody please put a thumb in the air.
0: everybody how you doing well that's good welcome to broad street hockey radio that's right bsh radio my name is bill mats i'm your director of fun and games for the evening I, I i don't know fam is this the least interesting hockey off season like it started out so hot because we oh, had the worst we had so many uh big name free agents there was a bunch of moves and now everything seems to have stagnated uh the league caught up with the flyers i guess they were they were ahead of, uh, they were ahead of the curve on this one. Just do nothing. And that's basically what's been going on in hockey, at least the NHL, for the last couple of weeks. Nevertheless, we have a jam packed show for you. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it. Lead things off with the fly by herself, Kelly Henkel.
1: This isn't especially hockey related, but I don't care. I'm going to talk about it anyway. Um, I've been like super grumpy pants the last week because I had to go back into the office and I've just been like feeling sorry for myself and hating the world. And then this evening, I was thinking about it, and I've had, like, the most fun couple of weeks that I've had in a long time, and I need to get the fuck over myself. Like, I went to, I saw Rage with Albert, who I haven't seen in, like, five years. That was incredible. I went to a, to Hershey Park and rode roller coasters for a whole ass day. It was the most fun I've ever had. I went to a Phillies game. They won Coming From Behind. I went to my first ever Union game. It was fun as hell. It's just, like, when you don't have to think about the Flyers that much, like... You can have fun times in your life. Yeah.
0: It's wild. And just like, I think the two things go hand in hand. Not the flyers. Fuck them. No. Um, but, <laughs> but like, going back to the office sucks, but also maybe a signal of world back. Let's do things again. Like, again, it's been trending that way for a year now. But, yeah. you know.
3: I got to tell you guys, world back, I've had COVID for almost two months. That's the end of the story. It yeah. still exists.
0: It, it exists, but a lot, of, a lot of bad things exist, you know?
3: The Flyers. You're not wrong. Yeah, the Flyers, for instance. <laughs> like the Flyers.
0: For some reason, uh, they still exist. Uh, yeah. From TheAthletic.com, Charlie O'Connor.
2: Hey, gang. So I'm technically on vacation, but I just enjoy being on these shows so much that I decided to be on the show anyway. I definitely won't be on next week's show because then I will be actually away. Um, This is, like, the staycation part of my vacation. But just as a warning to everybody, I did essentially no prep for this show because I decided I was going to do the show about an hour and a half before the show actually started. So I am not, like, super prepared as much
0: as I usually am, just as a warning. I really was hoping you were going to be like, I'm on vacation. This is a recording.
1: (laughs) That means one of us gets to be the smart one on this show.
0: I'm just going to make stuff up. From
1: The Athletic. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna make stuff up, and Charlie can't Charlie can't dispute it because he did no prep. Uh, no I think prep. I don't think he's alone on that one. Last but certainly not least, Stephelicious D. Steph Driver.
3: So even though I haven't been on the show much lately because of the COVID that never fucking ends, I do listen. And I thought that it was hilarious that Bill and I do opposite countdowns. I didn't realize that because I've never been on a show where I'm not doing the countdown. So that's funny. I do a one, two, three. You do three, two, one.
0: Yeah, I've, I've I've thought about it before. And while I'm doing it, I think, is this how she does it? I don't, it sounds wrong, but I can't ever remember. And then Kelly pointed it out last week and that made me laugh.
3: That's so funny. Yeah, I love that. Um, thanks, everyone, again, for holding down the show without me for ever. Not that you need me to run this show successfully. But yeah, I've had COVID for almost two months. Um, it's not fun. Do not recommend it.
0: I can't imagine it is. Um, I guess we have to start out with something I had no idea that was going to be going on until I started seeing tweets about it in the World Juniors uh that is here, happening yeah and here it is it just it does not have the same allure as the uh you know christmas and new years world no. G- like that's that's its whole that's the tradition i actually want to sit down and watch that i have very little uh interest in this but there are a couple flyers playing and among them a defensive prospect email andre 3 goals, 4 assists. Uh he's top 5 in total points. He's been hmm. he's been looking pretty good. Not, you know, we we always say don't overrate these especially, you know, these best on best tournaments. It's just a uh it, it's a very small sample size. Guys can just kind of blow up, give you that John Drew syndrome and then you think, "Oh my god, he's a superstar." Uh but I'd rather them perform well than not, no.
1: Hey, you don't you don't hate it. Especially somebody random like Emil Andre, like
2: I mean, he low key had a really good year, and it was one of those things where it kind of slipped through the cracks because everyone was just so mad at the Flyers and all. Pretty much all of the prospects that are based in North America, like either underperformed or were hurt. Andre had a real good year in Sweden, and he's a good prospect. Like, I mean, a lot of his concern is more just about like, is his game going to translate to the uh, you know to the North American game because he's. Not that big. He's a defenseman, and he's not like super fast either. But he looked real good. I believe he was playing in the uh, in the second tier Swedish league, and he looked real good in that league. So th- this doesn't shock me that he's playing very well I- in the in the World Juniors. Um, it-, it really doesn't. He's a good prospect. He's just a prospect that kind of has been a little under the radar uh, because he's playing over in Sweden and he wasn't playing in the SHL. But I think he took a he took a, a nice step forward like, progression-wise this past year. And, I mean, he's definitely a top-ten prospect in the organization, without a doubt. That's, that's not even a question. So he's he's a guy who people so maybe you. people should know about a little bit more than they do. Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, top-ten prospect of this organization is guy-owns-fucking-skates. <laughs> the Flyers prospect pool is it's not been that better. bad. It's not it's, that no, It's been better, pool, but it's not that bad. No, I mean, like, lately, it's... Uh, We got so down on it because we saw so many guys we had such high hopes for come up and, you know, none of them, you know, really turned out to be the stars we were hoping them to be. And, uh, you know, then it was depleted because all those guys made the team and they've been building it back up. It's, It's one of the few at least few things I won't chalk up as a failure yet of Chuck Fletcher just simply because we haven't seen enough of it, his drafts and the uh, the prospects he's brought in here. So I'm sure it will eventually become a failure because, you know, Chuck Fletcher had his hands on it. But to this point, doesn't look too bad.
3: Well, it's not even a, a failure of Chuck Fletcher. We're living through the failure of Ron Hextall still. Like, he didn't
0: now do most, a great job these guys well enough.
3: Chuck
1: picks though, right?
2: Most of the guys in the pipeline now are are Chuck picks, but but as Bill yeah. said, yeah. we most of the Chuck picks are not here yet. Like that's the thing, you know, yeah. They're 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 not at the point where it's really super reasonable to expect that they're going to get here beyond like Cam York and Bobby Brink, like the guys in 2019. They're like the first ones where you're thinking, yeah, you know, they should be they should be making their debut. And Cam looks like a player, and Bobby Brink, of course, got hurt because it's the Flyers, and that just is what happens.
0: Hmm. I
3: just. Because this is just the life that we live. No, I I think the reason that I'm still down on the Flyers prospect system is because we just didn't, there was just no one for so long. Because I'm thinking back to when we had to play defensemen as forwards because there was no one else. But that was more of a COVID issue, I guess.
2: And, And it was because a lot of the prospects last year that were good got hurt. Like were hurt. Yeah, their prospect pool last year, and I've said this on the show a couple times, it looked worse last year than it actually was because their prospects either A, were injured, or B, were still in college and they couldn't play because they were still in college. Now yeah, they've got a lot of... That know, makes sense. They got guys like Noah Case, they got guys like Ronnie Adder, they got guys... Well, they had guys like Brink, but like there were a bunch of guys who they couldn't bring into play because they were in college, and the minute they play a pro game, they're no longer college eligible, so... Just, yeah, it, that's a great point. It looked Thank worse you. than I'm it having,
3: was. I'm having a summer where I really need to reevaluate all of my flyers' opinions because I've found that um, they're more based in feeling than fact. Um, and that's not saying, because I, I know how that's going to be taken. That's not saying for my opinions on the show. That's my own personal opinions that are making my life miserable. Um, I I'm reevaluating a lot of things and the prospect pool is one of them. Like I just have this whole idea in my head that it's empty and it sucks, but then you bring up Noah Cates and I'm obsessed with Noah Cates. I've loved him since the first rookie camp or the first training camp I ever saw him in. So I, I need that reminder. Like, we do still have great guys in the system that I'm excited about. I just forget that they're there. I would just like to say,
1: for the record, I will continue to base my opinions on nothing but my own personal feelings. That's
3: yeah. Well, I mean- well, that's, I mean, <laughs> where I've been, I've hated the team so much that I didn't even want to talk about them. Like, I, I made a joke the other day. I was like, I'm going to quit my job because I hate the Flyers so much. That's not healthy. That's not a great place to be. So that's why I'm reevaluating.
0: Yeah, And I, honestly, uh, go ahead, Charlie.
2: No, I just, I just think that, like, the vibes around the Flyers right now are so bad that bad it's almost impossible. It's almost impossible for you to be optimistic about anything if you've been following uh, this team yeah. closely. So you just sort of—I think there's just a feeling within the fan base, at least the fan base that I interact with on a regular basis, that just, like— it's it's better just to assume they're gonna fail and like because they've been doing it to such a ridiculous degree for the last couple years that it's almost just like whether it's a defense mechanism or if it's just like, well, you gotta prove you gotta prove me wrong here. You gotta prove me wrong.
0: And that's we we've talked, like, when we do our predictions and stuff right before the season starts, we've said, you know, it's always easiest to default to the negative because It's the more, like, one team wins the cup. Like, you can just assume it's probably not going to be you. Like, you can always, it's (laughs) the safer bet to say things aren't going to work out your way. But, goddamn, why would we think anything else? Uh, You know, talking about these guys who were hurt last year, that was a bummer. We're going to talk about Tyson Forster, because he's been scoring two in the World Junior. Uh, But we mentioned Brink right away. Brink and Farabee, just to start this whole offseason. Like, How? The two guys who maybe have some high-end upside, yeah, you're not going to get to see him, at least for the start of the year. Probably not for the first three months. Like, really? That's no, where that, we are? That might be a
2: little too far for Faraby, but for break, absolutely.
0: first couple of months, are like <laughs> Sure. Sure. Uh, but Forster's been scoring, too. I think he has goals in two or three straight games for Canada, um... A guy who was hurt last year, one of these dudes maybe slipped through the cracks because we didn't get to see him with the Phantoms. He wasn't able to play. It'd be nice to have a goal scorer, right? Like, that sounds good.
1: I, I like him. Him and Danio Daniel are probably the two prospects that I'm highest on for, again, no real factual reason except for the fact that I like them. Um, they produce. That's a good yeah. reason. Yeah. I mean, it's so it's nice to see them... Forrester specifically playing well in these in these World Juniors that I haven't watched a second of because as Bill said it's a Christmas time tournament yeah it's summer the, man leave me alone the, the it's thing too about f- for the World Juniors
2: the thing about Forrester for me and this is just based on like and maybe I'm coming at this from a slightly different perspective because obviously like and I'm not like saying this too my own horn but like I talk to people in the organization like I'm around people who are like are in tune with how they're thinking and I get the sense that the Flyers. Are really really high on Tyson Forrester, and I I am not as high on him as they are. Like I just, it seems like like whenever I, I kind of make the point like, well, you don't have high end town, It's like, well, we got Tyson Forrester coming, and it's like, do you really think he's that guy? Because I don't, oh, but I think, no. I but mean, I think I, they no. do. Like I think oh, no. oh, they definitely, I do. think <laughs> they do. Yeah, I think they think he's like thirty five goal potential type of guy, and I'm oh, not sure no. I'm that
0: high on. Great. We don't need I,
1: Johnny. We got Tyson. Forrester let's folks.
0: let us let us uh, <laughs> let us take uh, let us celebrate the idea that the Flyers are high on a guy that the regime itself drafted. Um, thank God they are. I guess like yeah. they don't they didn't draft him and then immediately go ah oh, fuck like I guess <laughs> yeah, right. that's if those are the if those are the two options I guess I'd rather them be high on him. Cool. Prove me wrong. That's. Uh, doing the doing some shifts or you know doing some sports talk radio shifts i often um will criticize maybe a jalen hurts and then people call up and like you're just a hater man i'm like listen yeah. i have no interest in being right i would <laughs> i would in fact love to be wrong i have no no problem being wrong about shit like go ahead and prove me wrong everyone in the flyers organization i just have no confidence in them because they've proven themselves to be uh, buffoons for the last several, uh, well, m- m- the last ten years, let's call it. You know, n- no one really seems to know what they're doing from the top down. So, prove me wrong, Flyers organization.
1: That would be nice, wouldn't they it? Can't not yet.
0: <laughs> I guess. I guess you're right. There's only so much they can do in August. Uh, bringing in good players would have been nice a couple of months ago. They they opted not to. Uh, so the last sure would have been nice. Yeah. So the last time we did this show, uh, I guess like a week and a half ago, we took a look at the Eastern Conference because I've been operating under the assumption that the Flyers are going to be the worst thing imaginable this season. And that's mediocre in a year in which, man, if you can't compete uh, to make a playoff run and potentially for a Stanley Cup, it behooves you to uh, get in that draft lottery and have really good odds because... There's some franchise-altering players, potentially at least one, at the top of this draft, and it's thought of to be a pretty deep draft, so it's not a bad idea, maybe, to be in tank mode. The Flyers don't seem to be that, they just kind of seem to be, let's figure things out in steady-the-ship mode. Then looking at the Eastern Conference, when we did, I lost confidence, or I maybe gained confidence in them, in that they're way worse, talent-wise, than pretty much every team in the East. Minus maybe two or three. Uh, It was, who did, like, Buffalo, talent-wise, less than the Flyers. Detroit is on the upswing, but it's not like I love their roster for this year. And Montreal, who absolutely sucked last year, but was way better under MSL. And while they probably suck, they do have Caulfield and Suzuki, so that's good young talent that we don't believe the Flyers have, at least healthy right now. So, I want to look at the West because last year, man, the West (laughs) was—I mean, the Oilers had over a hundred points, the Kings had ninety-nine and made the playoffs. It was so. uh, There were two elite teams: Colorado, who is a fucking all-star team, and Calgary, led by two guys who aren't there anymore. So, looking at the West, I really just want to get people's uh, thoughts on some of the some of the teams here and how they talent-wise stack up with the Flyers. As we try to get some idea of what they're going to be this year, and just, you know, I guess, for funsies, we should start at the top of the conference, even though these teams are so above and beyond them. But uh, we start out with the reigning defending Stanley Cup champs, the Colorado Avalanche, who finished with 119 points. Dominant, um, studs everywhere. It's comical. They did, uh, at least we think, lose Nazim Kadri. He hasn't resigned there yet. Or anywhere, uh, but sure uh, Colorado. Just, just a, uh, sure, a freight train. Yes. <laughs> we, <laughs> we all know is. Go. officially. What
3: the fuck is
1: what is going on there?
2: He's he's, he's going to the going
1: to be an Islanders, and it's Lou just, isn't saying anything because Lou's an asshole. Did you not? I said this last week.
2: Lou has Lou has the contract no, signed that, sitting on like, his desk, and he hasn't filed it yet because he's Lou. Yeah.
3: So he just is being a shit and not. Giving
1: Kadri a contract?
0: Like, no, no, I just no, don't understand. No, 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 no. He
1: just doesn't tell anyone. He's done
3: this He just before. hasn't
0: filed it with the league yet. You like? have to file yeah. a contract so, like, it's with the done. league. done. Yeah.
1: And he just doesn't do the whole thing because he thinks keeping secrets makes him interesting.
0: Maybe he's just like, this is like Congress adjourning for the summer. He's just on vacation and <laughs> he'll having... get to other shit when he gets to it, you know?
1: The cottage with everybody Or the he won't. Else.
0: <laughs> yeah. <That's amazing. laughs> so the Avs, I mean, so given what happened, yeah. yeah. They lose Kadri. Uh, And they also lose Darcy Kemper, who's not very good anyway. He's all right. He's all right. Uh, He's fine regular season goalie. They don't need a goalie. They just won without. Uh, They're fine. (laughs) But do we believe them to be, since Calgary, and we'll get to them in a couple of minutes, since Calgary lost Johnny and they lost Kachuk, they did bring in Huberdo, but like, you know, they lost their two best players. Is Colorado alone as the elite team in the West? Or... Do you think some other teams can join them?
1: I don't think anyone touches them in the Western Conference.
2: I think they are far and away the best team in the West. Yeah. This is this is a juggernaut of a team, and I think they are just going to beat up on this conference all year. I Like, you just look at... I mean, yeah, like, the goaltending, I guess, is a concern. Like, Georgiev, uh, you know, I guess it's good that he's not in the same conference as Tony D'Angelo, But, like, aside from that, like, he's a whatever <laughs> guy. Um... But like you look at their defense. I mean we we talked about la- last week about how the um how the lightning did it without Braden Point, which is very, very true. Well they the the Abs did it without Sam Girard, who was hurt for most of the postseason. But then because Girard got hurt, they moved Bowen Byram up the lineup and then he was really good. So like now they're gonna get Girard back and their defense is gonna be McCarr gerard devin taves Bowen byram and then like josh manson on their third pair like that is unreal What
0: is this it's
2: and then you and then up front they've got landis god mckinnon and Ranton. and the shushkin who looks like he broke out and alex newhook who's a good prospect like and Lekkinen who's a darn good middle sixer like he's like scott lawton on steroids like this team is loaded
1: can i just can we just have a hearty chuckle at the no. fact that the, the Avalanche and the Flyers spend the same amount of money on their rosters.
0: <laughs> no. This is, no, the Flyers <laughs> no, are- No, I think no
1: was the right answer
3: because I will I fucking mean, lose my mind if I have to hilarious. think one more time about Chuck Fletcher defending against Tom Wilson instead of Nathan McKinnon. I will lose it.
0: The Flyers are the $3,600 on candles meme and they make $3,500 <laughs> a month. Like that's what they are. They don't even have anything else. It's just the candles, and they're in the red on candles. Like, <laughs> Please, it's unfucking believable So you're saying
3: they walked into Wedner's, and they purchased pre-sliced salsa and pre-made guac, is what you're saying. Couldn't afford Aye. the crudités. Could not <laughs> afford the raw asparagus crudités. To dip into the guacamole as one does. As one does.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: We're getting off the rails
0: again. You guys are really,
2: really going. I'm
3: sorry. I just one of one of our friends made the comparison to the the candles meme to the help my family can't eat salsa crudite. and I just had to. All right. I had to make the joke.
2: Sure. Okay. So I, I, you completely lost me, but I'm sure it'll make sense to people.
0: It's
3: some It'll s- make sense to people. So, so hold on. The Dr. Flyers Osten, and the Abs right? really yeah, yeah. are are against the cap to the same amount. Really?
1: I mean, they how everyone has the same salary cap, and that's the Cal- Colorado Avalanche, and this is the why can't I talk? And this is the Philadelphia Flyers. So, like,
2: yeah, eh. yeah. this is the team <laughs> that they
0: were able to build based right, on cap yeah. friendly. Based on cap friendly, and they're not always dead on, but they're at least close. Colorado spends significantly less than the Flyers.
1: God damn, that's good. <laughs> right now, that is the good amazing. shit.
0: Right now, they have the Avs at 78590000 Oh, yes. And they have the Flyers at $85,000,000 and change.
2: God, yes.
0: And, like, things are going to get moved around so they're under the cap and all that. But, like, and the in, Flyers in spend fairness, more.
2: In fairness, things will get tighter for the Avs next yeah. year when they have sure. to pay Nathan McKinnon $11 million after they've won two cups. I mean, probably, or at least maybe. I mean, they've already got the one. Like McKinnon's going to get a massive raise, and that will make everything a little bit tighter. They'll probably have to trade, like, a Sam Gerrard. They'll they'll have to trade one of their good defensemen, you would think, because they're also going to have to give Bo and Byram a raise, and if he's as good as he looked in the playoffs, he's going to get a decent amount of money. So they're going to have to make some tough decisions.
1: Or they just turn into the the new Tampa Bay Lightning, where players will take a discount to play there because they're so fucking good.
2: Yeah, or, or, Um, you know. Real quick. What?
3: In the w- w- how long ago was it that the Colorado Avalanche were like a hot damn mess? Was it like 10 years no, ago? No, it was like no, five? It was
2: more recently that, yeah.
3: Like more 5 recent? I
2: think. Well, cuz they got my, they Va got a car in the top walked five. out on the team. Yeah. So at yeah, was-
0: like any, any... Was the big one. Yeah.
1: Oh, and Gerard yeah, yeah, yeah. was in the
0: Duchesne trade.
1: They were the worst team in the league the year after they drafted McKinnon, I think. When did Patrick Waugh walk out? 15? No one. What,
0: 15,
3: 2015? (sighs) 15
0: or 16? Seventeen is—that's
3: more what I'm thinking of. Yeah,
0: seventeen. They were the worst team in the league and had the fourth pick and end up with you know the fucking best player because of course that's how it happened. Uh, like (laughs) you know, but
3: yeah, I'm I'm reaching for any single pinprick of light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm like, well, the Abs—they're the best team in hockey right now, and they were such a mess that their general manager walked out only a few years ago. No, that's—I don't think I can make that comparison. No, but that's
2: absolutely true. That's why, and we've been screaming this from the Rafters, is that being real bad isn't the worst thing. Because if you're real bad for a couple years, you get real good players usually, unless you really screwed that up. So, like, them being a total hot mess isn't necessarily the worst thing over the long term. It's being a mediocre mess that's the
0: worst thing. mediocre mess the 2022-23 philadelphia flyers Uh, i i honestly uh, that's the like the worst teams and this is a question well let's just ask it now since like we think colorado is this runaway best team as they proved to be last year calgary was great but colorado is an all-star team since like everyone else is kind of except for you know a few teams at the bottom here in the west since everyone else is kind of the same in the West, do we think that suppresses point totals or, like, bolsters them? Like, no, teams I, think, are... I,
2: think it, I think it bolsters. I think that, yeah, that, I think so, too. That everybody will kind of be in that, like, 105 to 85 range.
1: Because everyone's Cause playing bad teams, so you're yeah. just yeah. collecting you just points. Be,
2: yeah, you're when I was on... Yeah.
0: When I was putting this together, like, I knew this, but totally forgot the second place team in the whole conference last year was the Minnesota Wild, 113 points. That yeah. shocked me. Now, the Central's yeah. terrible, uh, but it still shocked
2: me. Well, I mean, let's, let's move to the Wild. The, here's the thing with the Wild, and this is where you start getting into the, like, the West beyond Colorado is just not that good on paper. Yeah. The, Wild, the Wild are a perfectly good team. They, I believe that the Wild would make the playoffs in, in the East. I think they are a good hockey team. The Wild also have, and let me get the exact number, they have $12,743,000 worth of dead cap space being spent on Zach Parise and Ryan Souter. So, like, like, that's a ton of money they can't use to make their team go from legitimately good to being actually a threat to Colorado. And that's, like, a team that has a case to be the second-best team in the conference.
0: And Kaprizov is back, right? Yeah, like we have they, eyes they, on they him. They got him.
2: They got him out of there. I think okay. that's good. So he's, they're they're not like it's lose a him. legit
0: concern. He well, makes did, nine they, million bucks for them.
2: They did have to lose Kevin Fiala because of these guys. Like they would have yeah. loved to have kept him, but because they have thirteen million dollars of the dead cap space, they had to trade him for futures. And he was real good. Who for signed?
0: Him. Who signed those two contracts?
1: <laughs> thinks, Chuck. It was Chuck.
0: Uh, Thanks, Chuck. To be I'm fair. I was actually that,
3: thinking about... Yeah,
0: to be fair, it was the owner.
3: Yeah. To be fair. That's, that's what I was going to say. I was thinking about The Wild and specifically Souter and Parise. I think it was this morning while I was listening to Flyperboly. Fly the good news is that Chuck Fletcher is making all of his own decisions here in Philadelphia. <laughs> like, there's no owner that's telling him to do a bridge. Well, and there. Oh, yeah, I see Kelly's face. Not an you are owner. Correct. There is... There is a tribunal, but the ownership is not, <laughs> the owner is not telling him what to do. The owner is
1: not telling him what to do. The tribunal
3: of- is telling him what to do.
1: Yeah. yeah. The fucking but it's not
3: like, I was going to say, like it's not like those Souter and Parise Simpsons. contracts, but then we look at Risto. Maybe it is. Maybe it Maybe is. It is.
0: Yeah, like I'd rather give the contracts to legitimate good players, like Suter and Parisi. Maybe they didn't live up to those deals, but they were good fucking players. <laughs> like, yeah, Risto Lion stinks. Exactly. I
3: don't know how I forgot about the tribunal. Thank you, Kelly. <sighs> I got you. But but I like never, I've decided never never that's what, thinking what we're about them.
1: Now. Now.
2: But but the Wild are a good team. Like, they're good. Kaprizov's a superstar. Yeah. I think Matt Boldy is maybe like a step down from superstar, but he looked like a damn good player last year. They got good guys in the middle of that lineup. Ryan Hartman suddenly became like a first line caliber center. Who freaking. No way knew? that.
1: That can't continue. I mean, he'll though.
2: regress, but he's clearly a pretty yeah. good player. Like, it seems Evidently. like. But, no, Minnesota's a good team. It's just. I don't look at them and say, and they got a really good defense. I mean, Jared Spurge is one of my favorite defensemen in hockey. Burdeen, Dumba, like, they have good players. They are a good team. I would confidently pencil them in as an Eastern Conference playoff team. But I don't think they're anywhere close to as good as the Avalanche. Yeah. No way. Yeah.
3: But they're a good team. They're a solid team. They're like, um, I don't have, I don't have an Eastern division comparison. They're a good team. You tried. I tried. My brain is not functioning. Like they're they're better than mediocre for sure. Would yeah. they oh, be yeah. anything above a wild card team in the East? I'm not sure. But that's not against them. It's just the West is a lot easier than the East right now.
0: Yeah, and the 100- I was gonna
3: compare them to the Blue Jackets, but that's absolutely <laughs> not fair.
0: No, no, the Blue Jackets have get, Johnny and they might suck again. I get annoyed with the
3: Minnesota Wild because Thomas, who writes for Broad Street Hockey, is also the site manager for Hockey Wilderness. And every time we're reeled down on the flyers, he'll come in and be like, hey, the Wild.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, the
3: Wild. Um, wild. But no, they're good. And Kaprizov has been just an absolute delight to watch. He's, He's a sick. monster.
1: He's so yeah. good. You know yeah. who drafted him? Chuck Charles J. Fletcher.
2: Chuck did draft him. And then just on the
1: side. So he yeah. could, uh, he could, he could draft a good player. He can do it.
0: He can. It's it no, can. Listen, it he has happened before. To this point, the thing he's failed least at is drafting. Now, yeah, accurate. You know, facts not in evidence whether he's succeeded, but it's possible he hasn't failed yet. Uh, the third place team out west, the Calgary Flames, as mentioned, uh, 111 points. They looked like the only potential threat, uh, just yeah. as a team as a whole, to Colorado last year. Johnny had an MVP caliber season. Matt, Matt, Matt Kachuk was awesome. They just looked really good. They obviously with Jacob Markstrom net. Maybe they didn't have the star power of Colorado, but that was oh, that's kind of a balancing factor there because they have the better goaltender. Uh, they end up going out against Edmonton, which was a real fun series. Uh, but 111 regular season points, third out west. They win the Pacific. Can they expect anywhere close to that without their two g- top guys this year?
1: I mean, Huberto's good.
3: Huberto's really good.
2: They're gonna drop off, but they're still a playoff team. Like Daryl Sutter is Sutter's a great coach. And in all honesty, like, you know, I mean, you're what, what are they what they're basically doing with this is they flipped. They flipped Goudreau for Huberdeau. And I'm not saying the trade, but I'm just talking about like guys like Huberdeau is essentially the Goudreau replacement. Like mm-hmm. he's the the flashy scorer type. And then instead of Kachuk, they have a really good defenseman, Mackenzie Weaker. That's more or less what they did. Now, do I think they're worse? Yeah, because I think Goudreau is better than Huberdeau. As long as, she, as even though Huberdeau is quite good, I think Goudreau is better. And I think Kachuk is a more impactful all-around player than Mackenzie Wieger, who I also think is quite good. But I think Kachuk is on another level. So they're worse. They're not dramatically worse, at least for next year. Because, I mean, Wieger's only on, a, on, a, on one more year left on his contract. Obviously, they signed Hubert over. They signed him to a massive contract. So that cuts into, you know, what they'll be able to spend elsewhere on the roster. But, like, adding in the fact that they have other good players on the team, and they have a really good coach. like. They'll, they're a playoff team in my mind. They're good. It's just that they were the, they were the one team you looked at and you're like, yeah, maybe they could beat Colorado in a seven game series if everything breaks right for them. Now you look at them and you say, yeah, you know, they're they're a tier down.
3: I've just never been high on Calgary. I've always been high on Johnny Kuchro, but never high on Calgary. And now that he's gone, I don't know. I I just There's something about that team, and I don't know what it is, but it's probably the defense. There's something about that team that I just don't love. But Jonathan Huberdell, man, he's really good. And I actually just heard yesterday that he's decided to donate his brain to science after he dies, which I think more athletes should do because someone needs to tell Gary Bettman that CTE is real and exists. Um yeah i don't I don't know why I don't love them. They used to be fun. I just don't there's there's some personal thing with Calgary that I just don't love them.
2: They were fun last year, like they were a mm-hmm. real good team last yeah. year. They just choked yeah i mean they they lost to a team that I thought was worse than them all around, but you know they had you know the best player in hockey, so yeah uh, but no no, Calgary's good. they're a good team. I think they're I think they're worse and it's just, you know, they go from being 111-point teams, you know, maybe like a 100-point team. Because, again, I think very highly of Daryl Sutter. I think he's going to coach that team well, and they're going to drive play, and they're going to be competitive. But they don't have the high-end talent to compete with Colorado in my eyes. Like, I don't think Huberto is nah. on the level of any of the, the top players on Colorado. He's a step down for me.
0: No way. And they get to play a whole bunch of games against Arizona, Chicago, and Winnipeg. Yeah. Like... That helps. That helps a point total uh, in that division. And that's why fourth in the West were the St. Louis Blues at 109 points. And man, if fraud, they can get... Fraud. Fraud team. If, you know, it, last year was so weird because Bennington fell off so hard. Uh, and it looked like Billy Huso was like, okay, he's our guy now. And in the playoffs, he underperformed. And Bennington started to maybe look a little bit more like the guy who won them a cup. Looking at their roster, do they have the star power of Colorado? No. No. But they're fucking deep, man. Like they have a lot of very good players. This is if the Flyers had a uh, a blueprint. This is it. No. Like, it if is. they were going to that, be- that-
2: and that's discussed internally in Philadelphia, that if the, blue, the Blues blue. are the team that they, they want to try to be.
0: Yeah.
1: What? Now, for fuck's sake, we, why? Cause cause they they're
0: gonna be. Because they're not going to have Colorado's luck. Because they're just, the just not going to be Colorado. The Blues right
3: now or the Blues with the heavy hitter higher. defense? Aim a little
0: they, the, the,
2: the way that people in the organization look at it is that the Blues want a cup with depth. Without, like, the super high-end stars. They had good players. They had the next tier down. You know, they had Tarasenko. They had Ryan O'Reilly playing Selkie level level two-way play. They had Alex Petrangelo. They had a goalie who was playing great the year they won the Cup. So they had the guys the next tier down, but they didn't have the McKinnons or the McDavids or the Crosbys or the Malkins or the, the Patrick Kane's and Jonathan Tayses. They didn't have them. And they won a Cup anyway.
3: You wouldn't put Tarasenko on that tier?
2: No, not anymore.
3: Not Maybe. anymore. Yeah, and, he, and and he,
2: really, I don't even know yeah, if he ever like, really was. Like, he wasn't like...
3: I mean, I wouldn't put Jonathan Taves on that list right now.
2: Well, I mean, back when they won Cubs, oh, no. on was. I'm talking about like... Right, wh-
3: but I'm talking about right well, now. Well, yeah,
2: well, I'm saying right? like... I'm talking about the teams that won cups. They had those guys. Got it. And okay. fl- people in the Flyers organization look at the Blues and they're like, see, we don't need those guys. We can win a cup if we just build a Super D team with a lot of really good players. The problem is, is that I just don't think they have enough players on the level of the Blues. Yeah. Like, it's particularly <laughs> sure when not. the no. when the Blues won their cup.
0: And they did like, they well, have the Alex Petrangelo. look at depth. Like, They have Couturier, and that's They
3: look at depth like it's all a bunch of third-line guys, and that's not how depth on a hockey team
1: works, and that's also not how the St. Louis Blues got their cup. They got their cup because Bennington played over his head for an entire playoffs.
0: Boom. And Alex Petrangelo was a top-five defense.
1: Oh, that guy, too. He's pretty good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, uh, I'm just—it's not obviously— It is. It's just the best they can hope for, I based guess. on what they have. Like that's it. <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly, nice. Sean Couturier. Okay, let's go from there. That's that's. It's just the best they can hope for. Probably. Um, if there's a team that's going to jump up, like yeah, they finished fourth in the West. It's not like there's a lot of room to go. But ten points behind Colorado, I could see them jumping to that next. Uh, jumping up to maybe replace Minnesota as the second-best team in that division in and out West, if they get the goaltending, which you have no idea with Bennington.
2: Yeah, the Blues are an interesting team for me because, I, I mean, the thing that really is is helping them now, which I guess was like, I mean, they probably believed it, but it was one of those things where you kind of had to see it. And Well, we find it last year, we saw it. But last year, they had two guys in Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo, take massive leaps into being really good players. So now they have a wave of under-25 talent that is top of the lineup caliber. And because I look at them, and I don't, I don't like their defense. I really don't. Like, I, I've liked Pareko in the past, but I don't think he's the player he was three or four years ago. I don't think Nick Letty is very good anymore. He still can skate, but he's not very good. Justin Falk is overpaid. Tory Krug, I like. But, like, and then Marcus Scandella is, like, just a guy. Like, their defense is kind of whatever. Their forward core is good. Like, it's, it's deep. They have a deep forward core. They, have, they can roll three very good lines. They basically, what they can do, really, is they can roll three second lines. Three really good second lines and there are not a lot of teams that can do that. And that will be enough for them to be a comfortable playoff team. But I don't I don't look at them and see a great team. No.
1: No no. Not at all. The Flyers meanwhile can roll three fourth lines. Some really that good bad. fourth lines though. I know that was that was I that was I cool.
2: know, was I, know. I know. Much. I know. There's some three
0: really good lines. fourth lines like They have... She's
1: not wrong, folks.
0: Their second line would be the best fourth line in the league.
1: You got that I'll give them that. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, show me a better fourth line than our second line, fam.
0: Depending on what, like, Tampa just puts (laughs) together, you know, maybe. Uh, I want to move to Edmonton because they're so interesting. Uh, 104 points last year. They end up upsetting Calgary in the playoffs. What did they do to get better?
1: They did something right. I'm trying to think what they did. They Jack
0: Campbell. Jack
2: Campbell yeah, was yeah, the that's big the thing. One. That's they're the no line. longer. They're no longer relying on 40-year-old Mike Smith.
0: That was like, the big legit one. 40. And they're just like, yeah, we have Listen. Conor McDavid. This is what we're doing. <laughs> it. <Listen. laughs>
1: give Mike Smith a break. He was doing his best, and he is a nice face. I think that with a legitimate goaltender, they. They I, I mean obviously this entire conversation is Colorado other stratosphere wrestling yeah. teams. I feel like with a competent goaltender and Connor McDavid being Connor McDavid, they could be at the top of that second tier of Western Conference teams, given what else they're competing
2: against. I I kind of I think I agree with Kelly. Edmonton Hell is, yeah! Yeah. Edmonton <laughs> is the one team I look at and I say, like I th- I definitely think they're worse than Colorado, but it, I could see it. Like, you just you basically just need, like, McDavid and Dreisaitl to hit even another yeah. level, which, like, they might. Yes. They're not that old. And then you get a goalie who is, like, consistent yeah. and plays well in the playoffs. And I really, really like Evan Bouchard. I think he could get even better. Like, they have enough guys on defense where you look at it and you're like, yeah, they could. Because you have... I mean, who else can go into a series with Colorado and at least make the case? I don't know if it would be if you would win it, but you could at least make the case that you have the two best players in that series.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing. Even though Colorado is, as I keep calling them, an all star team, you still have the two like at least one of the two best players in in that matchup. I mean That's insane.
1: Yeah, we've seen Connor McDavid in the playoffs at this point simply decide that he's winning the game and then he just does it. Like it's very difficult to contain him when he's
2: going at a hundred percent. And there's, there's an element too with Edmonton where like, you know, they had their run last year. They, they had their run with McDavid. They got to the conference final and then Colorado kind of gave him a wake up It's Like you're not there yet, but there is an element of, like, sometimes teams need that. Like, they need that, you know, like, oh, this is what it takes to beat the really good teams in the playoffs type of thing. I mean, Colorado needed, it. Like, they need it a couple times where they got close, but just, you know, they didn't have it when they needed it. Edmonton might benefit in the long term from getting torched by Colorado in the conference final. Like, this that might have been, like, the necessary loss. Mm-hmm. Edmonton is interested in me. And, I, look, I don't love Edmonton's roster top to bottom. They have holes. I mean, they're still giving Cody CeCe minutes. Like, that's a thing. But, like, (laughs) you can can forgive a lot when you've got the guys they have at the top of the line.
0: Yeah. I can't... Connor McDavid won't be 26 until January. This is mind-boggling. Like, he's already a Hall of Famer. This is just... Holy shit. Uh... (laughs) Like... All right, so those are the, uh, what, 500-point teams. We're going to take a break and then break down the rest of the West. It's going to be a while before we get to anybody who uh, potentially compares to the Flyers. Uh, So strap in, folks. Uh, We'll be right back in a couple of minutes.
3: Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com.
0: All right, fam, we're back. Uh, Charlie, I know you got to get out of here soon, so we're going to try to get through some of these. The Kings last year. I'll just just leave when when I have to leave. It's fine. All right, yeah. Uh, (laughs) This is vacation, Charlie. The LA Kings last year, 99 points make the playoffs. Uh, They had Kevin Fiala. They get a little bit better in the offseason. They're still, you know, the Kings it's weird i
1: didn't i didn't expect them to be
0: any good Good at all yeah and
1: but i mean i guess maybe they're like a product of the fact that they got to play a bunch of shitty teams all year so they ended up with 99 points
2: yeah it's the west i i would like to make the point and i i'd like to know if anybody like would go back and listen to this i'm pretty sure i picked the kings as my surprise team going into last year
1: you probably did
2: I think I did. All
1: right,
3: someone needs—this is, this is a job for Will. Will, go back, find it.
2: Because I, at the very least, picked them as my surprise team in the athletics voting. I think I made the same point on this show.
1: Someone listening can do that. Because they
2: just works. had so much, like, high-end young talent that you're like, the West is so top-heavy that maybe the Kings sneak in the playoffs because somebody's got to make the playoffs, and that's kind of what happened. It did.
3: Yeah, and yeah. The, the two, and I'm sure we'll talk about Anaheim in a second here too, but those two teams really surprised me last season in different ways. But yet yeah, the Kings, and then they got a top 10 pick too. Well, no, they didn't. They traded it for Fiala.
2: Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Was it a top 10 pick? I feel like it was top 20. I,
3: I feel like it was like nine, but they I. They
0: made the playoffs. How would the, I don't. I don't. I don't fuck her. I don't,
3: I don't have an answer. I'm probably wrong. Ago. I'm happy to be wrong. I, w- I had COVID during the draft, so I don't really know what happened.
0: But they're. Uh... Um, Go ahead. But no, I'm just
3: I'm surprised by them, too. I wasn't expecting them to be relevant again for the next couple of years.
0: And that's like a 99 point team last year, but we're talking about this West, and there's some teams that could potentially be better. Uh,. Will it surprise anyone if they don't make the playoffs? Mm, yeah, Actually,
3: yeah, probably would, because who else is going Precisely. To, is the question.
0: Well, like Vancouver Seattle, could make it. Is
3: Dave going to make the playoffs? Vegas no. and Vancouver. Yeah. Ve- Vegas, yeah. The, yeah, Vegas they could. might both make it, actually, yeah. Although,
1: Vegas doesn't have a goaltender anymore, right?
0: Yeah, Lane no, is out. No,
1: Vegas is a little fucked right
3: yeah, now. That's a
0: problem.
2: Yeah. But they, they still have so many good players, you would they think. Do. Although they did give away Max Pacioretty for nothing. That did happen. Um, it did. It happened. It did. The Kings are... I, I do wonder... I think the Kings are on the right track. I do wonder with teams like that, like, you know, you have that season where you overachieve a little bit and you... you you surpass expectations if there is that like fallback year right after that happens sometimes yes. but i do i do really like their young players like i i am legitimately intrigued by a bunch of their guys that are under the age of like 23 i mean like Quentin Byfield could take a leap that could happen he's real talented he got he gave him 10 points to 40 games last year he could take a big leap he could be like the jordan Cairo robert thomas for the kings where it's like oh shit he's real good and then they have a bunch of, and they got Kevin Fiala, who was real good for for Minnesota. He's a real good player, and like Kopitar and Dowdy, they're old, but like they're still good. The case, yeah, that's
0: a yeah. The Kopitar, okay, no, he only had sixty-seven points last year in eighty-one games, but still led the team. Uh, if there is a Like, we talk so much about, like, when I first started this, I wanted to compare the rosters, like when we did the East last week. I don't love what the Kings have in terms of player for player right now. But to your point, ton of high upside young guys who could easily, like, I guess, are they also a uh, potential blueprint for what the Flyers could be maybe a year from now? With some uh, of the maybe, young guys who Maybe started- a
2: couple years from now. Because, I mean, they're, they're coming in with some, you know, they, they have they quite a few guys. No? Well, it's just they have oh, quite yeah. a few guys they drafted high. Like, yeah. Byfield was a top five pick. Uh, Velarde was, like, just outside the top five. Brent Clark was a top five pick, I believe. Uh, Alex Turcotte was a top five. And the thing is, like, they might yeah. not have hit on all those guys. But, like, they build up for a good three, four, five years a bunch of guys at the top of the draft that have the chance to hit. And it's gonna take the flyers two or three more years of this of being real bad if they are real bad to to get that kind of pipeline, yeah, Brand Clark was eight, okay, so he was top ten, I think turcott was like fourth or fifth fifth, and then Bifel was was uh Bifel was two, two, I believe, yeah, I think yeah, he was two, two. Uh, and then Villardi was eleven, so like I mean they're talking about like. Lots of shots at, at at high end talent, and again, maybe not, maybe some of it won't pan out. But like, that's what you have to do. You have to throw a lot of darts at these guys at the top of the draft, and then ho- you hope that like one, two, three of them turn into stars. And we'll see.
0: I want to do these next three together. The Predators, Golden Knights, and Canucks. The Predators made the playoffs with 97 points. Vegas just missed with 94. And Vancouver missed five points out with 92. Um, these are the, I think, teams that will challenge for these, you know, playoff spots that maybe aren't, uh, maybe aren't definitely set here out west. And the Stars at 98 as well. I f- forgot to yeah, mention the Yeah, don't stars, forget about the Stars. Yeah. These four teams here... Our friend Eileen uh, will be very mad if you do. Yeah, I, yeah, I just missed them there. The Stars, 98, Nashville, 97, Vegas, 94, Vancouver, 92. Who is... Of these four teams, would you say Dallas is most locked into a playoff spot?
1: I would they actually a say goalie. Vancouver. Dallas has a real good goalie.
3: That's true. But Vancouver, once they got that new coach... They really turned their season around. They've got a lot of really young talent up there.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Vancouver's interesting. I mean, I I respect the hell out of Bruce Boutreau. And there's an element of, like, he's a real good coach. He'll get the most out of that team. That defense, though, is rough. Like, that is a rough defense. But the West, I mean, maybe the West is just so mediocre that, like, they'll be able to slip in. Just because Bougereau will build a system that shelters that defense enough and just basically, like, let's, like, they need one more good defense because Quinn Hughes is great. Quinn Hughes probably can make whoever he plays with at least passable. Unfortunately, like, Oliver Eckman Larson isn't great anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. and they're paying him a lot to be not great. So they really could use one more, like, legit defenseman. I don't know where they're going to get that guy. But that, to me, is their big flaw. But yeah, I mean, they got the top of the lineup, guys. Like, Pedersen looked better in the second half of the year. Brock Besser is Brock Besser. Bo Horvat's fine. JT Miller like looks like they're going to keep him. A ton of trade rumors around him because he's a UFA at the end of the season. But I guess he hasn't been traded yet, so it looks like he's sticking around. Yeah, they have a good team. They'll be in the mix.
3: I definitely think Vancouver will be in the mix. I don't know whether it'll be wild card or higher, but they'll be in the mix didn't nashville have some type of ownership situation maybe a month or so ago
1: they they sold the team yeah To like the ex-governor or something yeah but it's done it's not like a thing no i believe it's done. that is hanging over their heads anymore no i think it's done
2: yeah okay yeah i mean it's funny because like <clears throat> nashville doesn't excite me at all but no. then I look at their roster and I'm like, well, they did add Ryan McDonough and Nito Niederreiter, and I think both those players are good.
1: Oh, I forgot and I got you and, know. I do, and,
2: and I do think UC Sars is a really good goalie. And if yeah, I think the... that, and if I think that UC Sars, they kept Philip Forsberg. Like, I I wanted to say that Nashville's the team that misses the playoffs, but like, I don't know. They might just be too too deep. Like their defense is still good they still have Yossi, who's awesome and they still have Ekholm, who's real good like they they probably stay in cuz they made they, they they did it they I think they improved I don't know I think they improved I, <laughs> I feel like Vegas
3: is going to be on the outside this year Did you hear who oh god who was it Patcurretti the quotes when he left there
2: No what did he say
3: It was a lot of, uh, there's no accountability in the locker room. I've never seen an environment like this before. that sounds
1: familiar. When
3: I play bad, everyone's looking me in the eye. When all I want to do is look at the floor. When we lose, no one gives a shit. Like, it was a lot of, a lot of yikes. I missed that. Um, and, and hearing that from someone who has come from some really bad teams is surprising. Um. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to w- do anything in Vegas especially when they're
1: they have no goalie. Max Patch come to the Flyers, you will feel at home here.
2: Yeah, um- <laughs> right. You will yeah. you will
3: recognize the chaos.
2: <laughs> this is this is a weird. Yeah, maybe maybe I would pick LA to miss the playoffs cuz I'm looking at this like I think the Avs make it, I think the Wild make it, I think the Flames make it, I think the Blues make it. The stars are interesting as a as a team that falls out, but I'm just real, real high on a few of their players. Like I'm real, real high on Mira Heskin. Like they they have collapse potential, depending on how you feel about Pizza Bora's coach. But they do also have some real good players. So like I'm hesitant to push them out. And now the preds, I'm looking at them, like I don't know how they like Vegas should make the playoffs. They are they are one of they, they are maybe one of the three most talented teams in that conference, and they hire Bruce Cassidy, who's a good coach. They should make the playoffs.
1: I think but, you're all sleeping on the Ducks. I just want to put that out there.
0: to To Steph's point about Vegas, though, um, like you go to cap friendly, and you know it breaks everything down by position. Well, they have forward defense. And then there are no goalies. It's just injured reserve. Like, And granted, like someone will be one. healthy for them to play. Yeah. But you do need yeah, a goalie right. in net. Yeah, you do need a goalie in net. And, you know, after they chose Lehner over Flurry, now, well, they don't our, our have old, that option. Our old
2: pal, Michael McKenna, seems to be real high on this Logan Thompson kid. So. Really? Just saying. Hmm. Seems to think he's right. real good. So... It'll be him and the, uh, and the backup, I guess, for, for the season while Laner is, you know, injured and done. Um, but uh, I, mean, I don't know. Like, I just—it's hard for me to imagine a team, and yeah, maybe if the team chemistry is just so bad. But, like, I mean, they have Eichel, Stone, William Carlson, yeah. Alex Petrangelo, like, Shea Theodore. Like, they have really good players. They should not miss the playoffs. March is so. Mm-mm. They shouldn't miss the playoffs. They should—they should cruise. They really should cruise. And I think if I had to guess, the team I would push out might be LA because they might have arrived a little bit ahead of schedule.
0: And like, I don't. I
3: actually, Kelly mentioned Anaheim and I think that she's right. Like they could be a good team this year. They have a lot not, of eh, good for the West young team this year. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they're going to win anything, but I feel like I w- would not be shocked if they snuck into the playoffs.
2: They could do.
0: A, I mean, if John Gibson
1: has a John Gibson season, yeah, yeah, yeah like a Kings, a wild card such.
0: Yeah. So uh, Charlie's got to run in a minute, so I want to get this uh, answer out of him. Of these teams that we haven't talked about, these uh, like sub 90 point teams: the Jets, Sharks, uh, Ducks, Blackhawks, Kraken and coyotes any of them stand out to you as significantly better rosters than the flyers um
2: okay i mean the jets have better players whether they hate each other or not is another story entirely um the uh, is that
1: the deal in winnipeg they all hate each
3: other
2: yeah 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 they were taking shots. shifley
1: is walking shifley's walking it back now because he's not leaving
2: Right, yeah. No, they were taking pot shots at each other in the exit interviews. It was real bad. Um,
1: oh god, I'm gonna have to look that up.
2: Yeah, let's see. I mean the Ducks might be better than like, they might be if if Zegers takes another step forward you know, they, they could be measurably better than the Flyers.
0: I'd rather they, be in the Duck spot even oh, if I yeah. don't like what they have right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. But
2: like the sharks, I think, are a dumpster fire. Like, I just think they are a dumpster fire. What and I, are and they? I, and, and I did not like their coaching hire. Real and then bad. the black the Blackhawks are trying to lose. The Kraken could oh, be yeah. better. Like, they could, but they also have yeah. Dave Haxall. And then the Coyotes are playing in a college arena.
3: <laughs> God, that's well, they fucking got Shane Wright. Like, that did oh, happen.
2: God. Yeah, but yeah, I'm the, I mean, the Kraken could be better. They're going to have Maddie Beniers and Shane Wright probably on the team right out of camp. They're going to get a boost on that front, and presumably the goaltending can't be that bad again.
0: It yeah. is
3: Dave Hackstall, Don't don't
0: listen. I expect it. I expect the Kraken to be better, but is that seventy? That like seventy points is a ten point bump for them. Yeah, like, yeah. you know they're, they're not going to be good. Yeah. What are the Sharks, man? Like I don't know what they're team. doing.
1: Yeah, they're that whole org is like a bit of a mess.
2: What doing. A poorly run team is what they are. Yep. That said, I mean they're they top end talent. Like Couturier and Hurdle are probably on the same tier, but like, I mean, Logan Couture, Timo Meyer are better than anybody else the Flyers have, yeah. at least up front.
0: It's just like you have no one else.
2: Yeah. Why are you still trying? <laughs> like it's they'll they'll be bad. <laughs> yeah, they'll be bad. Some, I, the, it's the Flyers, like really the Flyers needs to smack could certainly them. be better than them. They could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who
3: do they have on defense? Who's who's left? They
2: still have Eric Carlson. They still have Carlson and a whole bunch of guys. Oh, They still have Vlasic. Yeah, they have the corpse of Mark edward Vlasic.
0: What is left of him? Which ain't ain't much. It ain't much. These are real bad. These are fake names. Their defense is fake names. I've never heard of any of these. Got some
3: Mark Donks up in there.
0: (laughs) There's Matt Denning. I've heard of him. Like yeah, these guys are all fake. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The Sharks are. Who the fuck is their goalie? kakinen james reimer's still there who the oh fuck are God, these james guys reimer
2: yep yep Ew. they ain't good folks and they ain't gonna be good no. for a while because they got some bad contracts that they aren't gonna be able to get rid of and uh, then they got and, guys and, like then they got guys like logan couture who are like is logan couture still good yeah is he eight million dollars for the next five years at age 33 good yeah. no he ain't Mm-mm.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, he signed like he's forty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Chicago Blackhawks. How haven't they moved Taves or Kane yet? I'm don't they both they have can't. no movement clauses?
2: I think like, oh, they need they, to be, do, don't they, they need to be convinced. I mean, I they might get traded mid-season, but I think they both need to be like convinced to leave.
0: As I, just, I guess, Driver
1: always said, "Moving sucks." No, I, I mean, guess when you have,
0: sucks. I guess when you have the three cups, it's not like you need to go chase somewhere, but yeah. like. If I'm Taves, fuck it. Like, go get five cups and put yourself in the Hall of Fame. Like, well, he's already going Taves, to the Hall of Fame. I'm
1: retiring. As Charlie has already told us, the Kane's going to be a Flyers because we live in a Hellscape.
0: Oh, that's almost a guarantee in my mind. Yes. When we brought that up, what was it, the last show we did? Yeah. Like, Patrick Kane is going to be a Flyer. There's not a question in my mind about it.
1: It hurts me so
3: much. That was, I remember exactly where I was when I heard you have that conversation. I was getting out of the shower and I wanted to turn around and go right back in and just drown myself because, yeah, no, it's probably going to happen. And
2: (laughs) I love how we're just like, okay, what's the thing that would anger us the most? The Flyers are absolutely going to do that thing.
3: Yeah. Well, well, it's you guys nailed it. It's because obviously the Flyers have decided that they don't care anymore about character or off ice issues. So, what is the absolute worst thing for us covering this team?
0: And it's there still it is, it's still there it very is. It's
3: right there being served to us on a silver fucking
0: platter. It's still very much a. It also speaks to just the most Flyers move. Let's get this guy eight years after his prime. Yeah, like absolutely. It's the perfect combination of both things. It would, that be, really, it would be
2: very, and like, granted, for year one, this worked, but it would be very Peter Forsberg esque, where it's yes. like, we, like, we should we have had him. had him. We should have had should've him. Should have been ours. So yes. we're going to get him now.
0: <laughs> yes, 100%. That's exactly like it's the two things combined there that just make it the biggest no brainer of all time. Um, not a ton left to talk about here. Seattle they had sixty points, they fucking stink. They stink. uh Arizona, they're not an NHL team. It's it, like I don't they understand s- how that sick. shit's still going I've on.
3: Seen, I've seen Jacob Chickren's name trending just I about could every not
0: care less about Twitter. jacob i got I gotta be honest with you here Steph. go read
3: Mike there's, so there's everyone no one less interesting in be this a,
0: league to I me mean, than I Jacob Chickren.
3: everyone believes that he's going to be a senator's. Tom, oh, that good. seems to be the way that the tides Perfect. are
0: Perfect. Then I can continue hating him on my least favorite <laughs> team in the NHL.
3: Do you only hate him because I don't?
0: No, I yeah. just, will, we only hate He him gets because more bring mentions on this show time. than half the roster. It's <laughs> true.
3: You just mentioned Arizona and he's been trending. He's gonna get traded. Trending where? Irrelevant. It's the
0: fucking coyotes. Eleven people tweeted about him? Like, where is he trending?
3: Oh, no, no, it's all it's all of Ottawa saying that they want him. That's <laughs> why he's trending.
2: Yeah, and Ottawa Twitter is batshit insane.
0: How many of these
3: yeah. like dickos.
0: Seattle and Arizona, probably Chicago. Are those the only teams worse than the Flyers?
3: Can we? Do- uh, Chicago's not worse than
2: the Flyers. Oh no, I- they're worse. I. They're Today way they worse. They stripped their roster. They they s- they tried to, to brink it, it
0: and who's th- who else did they lose? They lost the brinket and who else?
2: Well, didn't they uh they didn't qualify Strom, right?
1: Yeah. Sh- yeah and they were was just like,
2: nah, we're good. Um, who else did they get rid of? I, I mean, like, like to the point
1: guy. where like reporters were like, uh, it's a little too obvious, guys. Like, maybe <laughs> chill with obvious. the tank. Like, we can all see
3: it. But they still have Taves and Cave. Yeah, like, but they're not. They're not what they eat. Oh, they, no, they, they dumped, they dumped at the Flyers, though?
2: They dumped Kirby Doc for Dress. Yeah, Doc. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: That's what it is. That yeah. happened. Yeah.
0: So, and they're trying. I mean,
3: they're, they're an old team with no future, but I think they'll perform better than the Flyers. This I year. just think
1: it's very annoying how many teams in the Western Conference are going to fuck with my lottery chances because they're so absolutely terrible. That's yeah. what's annoying.
3: It's an abomination, really. It shouldn't be allowed.
0: Like they, then
1: again, the other day I talked myself into the Flyers being good, so you know, I heard that Six too. To one.
0: Patrick Kane had a very Patty Kane year. He had ninety-two points last year. They had sixty-eight in the standings. Like, are we expecting him to be better than he was last year? I'm not, because now he's like thirty-five. No. I just
2: think that that Chicago, like. Because of how much they gutted that roster, and because of how much they made it clear that they're tanking, that the players are just going to kind of collectively just be like, "Well, fuck this shit." Why would they care? Why? Why bother? Like, it's got to be so next
3: contract. It's got
2: to be so demoralized. I mean, yeah, like they're going to be playing to get points, but I, it's just, it's hard for me to imagine that as a collective whole they are going to play anywhere resembling good hockey because they've just it's it's just been so it's been made so obvious by by the front office that they just don't give a shit about this year. At least. Yeah.
1: yep, yeah. yeah.
2: Like the, the the front office is so into this tank that like this is like some major league shit where if the Blackhawks yeah. start winning games they'll like start taking sell things the away plane. from them.
0: <laughs> 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 there's no hot no water
3: pizza in the locker room boys. There's
0: no there's there's no hot water in the showers. Like don't don't forget. Like this is an organization whose ownership just like 15 years ago put them on fucking television. Like it's it's you know the, the granddad or whoever is gone it's like the kids now but it is still that ownership no like it's the same family. <laughs> they were like the yeah. no. same family yeah. they just pull them right I mean, off TV. Despite the
2: Stanley cops like let's be uh, let, let's be blunt. They they haven't exactly bathed themselves in glory as a moral organization. Yeah. They're they so. they're
0: a horrible, t- they're very well run, very shitty team. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wow. Uh, anything else going on in hockey, or are we done?
2: I, don't I think we're good.
0: Care about hockey?
2: All right. It's August, and I'm it's August. Living. It's Mentally, August, and we I'm gave in you in the cottage. We gave you an that, over an hour. Is, Deal is, with is, it. Is that our is that our title? It's August that I'm livid.
3: <laughs> living, I'm oh, living. Oh, I thought yeah. you
2: said livid. Okay, never mind
3: i'm going with charlie living i live my entire charlie you know this i live my entire year for august fair like fair my entire year is august now yeah i've had covid and this entire summer has sucked but the whole the whole year just culminates in august and i am living okay
2: yeah and this is probably gonna be my last episode of the uh, the month of August, because I will Aww. be away next month, and then the final week of August, I think I'm just going to take off from the show. So I'll be back in September, gang. <laughs> <Sad
0: face. laughs> well, and that is all the time we have <laughs> for you on BSH Radio this week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. It's August, and we just gave you over an hour. That tells you how dedicated we are to content here. Uh, So... You know, maybe give us a five-star review for our effort. We'd really appreciate it. All right. My name is Bill Matz. For Steph, for Charlie, for Kelly. Have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk